We're rolling, man. We're rolling, dude. Hey, you welcome. You don't feel it? I feel it. Uh, I feel it. I totally feel it. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm Brad. What's up? <laughs> I'm not really rolling. No? I mean, I guess we're rolling tape, but it's virtual. That's an old, you know, recording term, rolling. We're rolling. Because, you know, in the old days, they used to actually roll tape. Jenny, you're so distracted. It's just, I'm, I'm feeling so alone here. I know, you're right. I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> Are you having band problems, dude? Because they'll be resolved by the time this comes out, so you can talk about it now. <laughs> yes, we're taping this probably a month in advance. <clears throat> yes. Because we're trying to, you know, fill our quota of podcasts before... Um, we take off the holidays because that's what we're doing here at Going Off Track. Yes, we're, we're leaving. Off the- going, we're leaving Rubber Track Studio and finding a new home. Yes, which is actually a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, it's scary, but good. And it's not scary. Uh, so Brad likes to try to tell me how to feel all the time. It's so weird. Yeah, I do it to my wife too. She fucking hates. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, uh, we didn't really talk about your hat before. <laughs> got my winter hat on. Does it feel comfy? I have short you hair. My head gets cold. Uh, yeah, I like it. I actually like it. It's very soft. Yeah, I have a friend who always would, you know, he would always give himself a buzz cut, like late in the, you know, like in the late fall, because then it was hat head season. Yeah, you know, it's like most people they cut their hair sh- cut their hair off for summertime, right? You know, you're swimming and it's hot. Yeah. He would do the opposite. This guy sounds like a real rebel. <laughs> Chris Sherrington. Chris Sherrington. Great guy. Sounds like a cool dude. He's a good guy. Owns Black and White on 10th Street. You should go there, hang out. Been there many times. Have some drinks. Lisa Brownlee. Yep. You'll find Always Lisa wants to there go there. Sometimes. Lisa, yeah. Um, yeah, so what else is going on, Brad? What is going on? A lot of big things, but we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we've been through it all. Um, today on the podcast, uh, we have Frankie Arrow and James DeWeese from uh, Deathbells. Frank was in a very serious van accident in October, uh, really shortly after we recorded this podcast. And uh, those guys are back home now and are recovering. And so we want to uh, send some well wishes out to Frankie Arrow and the patients and all those guys. Um I think they're I think they're doing better, but that's I mean that's got to be one of the scariest things yeah. to go through, yeah. especially I think it happened in Australia, like being away from home. Yeah. Um, so glad to hear those guys are doing better. Please, please support Frank Aaron and the patients. They just put out a new record called Parachutes. You can pick up now and Despels, um, their album Nothing Above Nothing Below is out also out now on Vagrant. And uh, if you're interested in James, uh, he's still touring with the Get Up Kids. You know, they just played around here, and uh, I think he's also working on some new Reggie and the Full Effect stuff, according to his Instagram. So, uh, yeah, and James, you know, Frank's been on the podcast before. He's on our live podcast. So We're definitely uh, friends. Friends of the podcast, and I saw sure. Frank and James had this Deathbells record coming out, and so um, they're both touring a lot kind of separately and together, and so we had them come in. They got to try this WWF belt you guys have here. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We goofed off a lot, and uh, yeah, look for that on Instagram. Look for yeah, <laughs> look for that on Instagram. Frank posted a photo, and it got more likes than I think people, the amount of people that have ever listened to this podcast. <laughs> he has the most hardcore fans, so I'm sure a lot of them are listening to this, being like, "Yeah, we don't know who you weird guys are. We just want to hear Frank talk and James. We don't care." So to those people, 
Kind Merry of, Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're kind, gonna stop talking. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> kind of rude, but uh, I get it. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into it with Despells, Frankie Arrow, and James Deweese. How can they not honor the warranty if you bought it from Amazon? I don't get That's, that. And with Amazon, you have 30 days from the company to return it. Other than that, they That's don't honor crazy. it. Either. So it's like, it's like, it's not expensive. It's like $300, but still it's $300. Where yeah, it's like, totally. Would you buy another one and then just return the old one when you get the new one? That's a fucking That's a really awesome good idea. idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's that a great idea. A really good idea. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. I've I'm never been shit. smart enough Hold to on. think of doing something like that. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you want to write that down? <laughs> I'll forget, dude, I got so much going on, I'll forget it. Right. It's like, wait, I buy this new one, <laughs> yeah. then I return the then new I one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got Yeah, there's, I mean, when there, there's a will, there's a way on that shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just got your text. What does it say? I don't know. Okay. okay. I really want to know what this note you're writing yourself. Order a new road <laughs> NT1. It says yeah. Okay. And return the broken one. Like a month later, you think? I would just do it like immediately. Like, yo, this mic's yeah. fun. I mean, it looks brand new. Like, I only used it like three Perfect. times. That's even yeah, better. There's the no demos. None of them have vocals, right so I haven't used it. I used to have the best scam when I was in high school. I would go to... Um, Walden books, and there would always Ooh. be like buy four hardcovers, get a fifth free, and they'd be like clearance books. Right. And I would, you can't do it anymore, but I would buy like five hardcover books for like 20 bucks, and then I'd go to Borders and return them and be like, I don't have a receipt. I got these all as a gift. And they'd be like, okay, well, we can only give you store credit. Perfect. I'd be like, great. And then they would have like a full CD store. Yeah. So I would like spend 20 bucks on books and get like, I'd buy like import CDs. Like I was buying like twenty five dollars G.G. Allen imports. That's great. that's awesome. It was the best. And then except I got, I went there once. You got with, caught. Well, I was started using a fake ID because wow. I, oh, I they had, were on to you. I had a fake ID and I started getting paranoid because they would take your name down every time. Uh, and I was like, maybe they're gonna see my name popping up so much. And I was just paranoid. And I went and I brought up my fake ID. I was returning this book, and my friend's sister was working there. Oh, and the the ID said my name was Paul Calamia. I remember, and this girl's doing my return, and his sister was a manager, and she goes, hey, Jonah, what's up? And I was like, hey, and the girl was like, the ID says your name is Paul, and I was like, oh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I have to go to my car. I forgot something, and, and I just walked out. <laughs> I got a call from my friend that night. He's like, dude, Dawn said you went to Borders, tried to return something with a fake ID, and then she said hi, asked you about it, and you just took off, and I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Paul. Right. And then after that, I just stopped doing it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good scam, though. It was great. I mean, like, it, it was a really good... Because I was also like, Borders can turn around and sell these books, theoretically. Like, and I was... Well, I was like, I don't... What if I did get right. these books and How I they thought they were from there? And return, like, I was like... Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was doing anything actually illegal. Probably not. I mean... It was a gray area. But now you need yeah. a receipt to get anything, I think. Yeah. Well, I feel like now, too, stores, like, will... They have a, a special code on their UPCs that lets them know if it's from their store. Oh, really? Yeah, I know Macy's does that. Interesting. Like that. Yeah, because I felt like towards the end, and again, this was like 15, 20 years ago, I felt like they were like, you didn't buy this from us. Right. Like, yeah. And I would be like, I think they're just saying that because they can tell I'm lying, but maybe right. they, they probably <laughs> they probably can do that now. I think now they can. Really? I'm pretty sure that now they can. Because like they can also tell you if you got something online. Like, if you buy... 
say like a mixer or something from like you know like music equipment from like Amazon, and then you go try to return it to like say like Guitar Center or something like that, they'll tell you no. That's, really? Yeah, they'll yeah, tell yeah, you that, that you got not, it on Amazon. Yeah. I uh, I a few years ago lost a library book. And uh, I went online to research it, and people were like, all these parents were like, my daughter lost a library book. Like, can we just buy one on Amazon and return it? And then all these other parents were like, you need to teach your daughter responsibility. <laughs> like, she yeah. needs to pay the full price for that book. <laughs> like, it was so funny. I was like, I'm just going to, like, pay for this book. Like, But, yeah, people get so, like, judgmental. What are library costs now, though? Like, for, like, a full, like, if you just so lost the book. This is actually silver. interesting that you asked that. I, I was like, it's going to be so much money. And then I, they were like, it's just a price that's in the jacket. Like it was like fifteen bucks. Oh, it wasn't okay. bad at all. That's not bad. Yeah. However, at the same time, I feel like libraries these days at least get a lot of books like on donation. Yeah. So that's true. That's still kind of shitty. Yeah. You know? How do they even make money though? How do libraries? They don't. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why, a library. Yeah. I've library been to a library since I was probably twelve. <laughs> I, used, was, I had a like, big gap of not going to libraries until like my kids were born, and then my mother in law was like, "Oh, well, let's take them to the library." I was like, "The library." <laughs> What's there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but now it's like yeah, computers but now, and. But it's kind of rad now. Like they really enjoy it. They have one at their school and stuff like that. They like they love like going and like you know they makes them want to read and then return another book and shit like that. Like it's like it it definitely instills like an excitement in reading for them. But like who goes to a library? I don't know. My kids and like four old people. Yeah, <laughs> that's really about That's it. Exactly. Is it is it hard yeah. to get kids to read now? Because like growing up, like we had TV, obviously, but I didn't right. have like iPads and all this. Like it seems like there's yeah. so much cool shit out there for kids. Like it'd be like books. There's a hundred channels of learning yeah. right. shows for kids on totally. all day. Like where we would have like local programming that would do like. Uh, <clears throat> Electric Company and like Sesame Street and but that was and like Reading Rainbow like yeah you know, but that was kind of it yeah totally and now it's like there's a thousand shows on every yeah. morning through like four hundred channels that are educational shows for kids and it's some of them are pretty awesome but some are and some are just like you know total mind numbing bullshit well some like, of them yeah. are that have the crazy animation that's like what is this yeah. like you know what's weird is like PBS Kids is like actually has some really great shows oh like, yeah. Shows that, like, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably still watch. <laughs> like, they have this thing called Odd Squad that's fucking oh, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Have you seen that? It's oh, yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funnier than some of the shows that I've seen that are for, like, adults. <laughs> it's so. pretty, It's kind of bizarre, too. Yeah. It'd be a good show if you were, you know, into hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I watched a little, exactly. Speaking of that, I watched a little bit of that show, Phineas and Ferb. Okay, I've never seen that show. show. That's, yeah. like, a pretty good cartoon. Yeah. As, like, an adult, I was like, this is pretty cool. All right. You can tell, like, when the writers take a little bit of, like, they're writing it. It's for kids, but yet there's a lot of stuff in it that's for adults. Totally. Because they know totally. that people are going to watch it with their kids or adults that are high are going to watch yeah. it, too. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of crossover with that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are both leaving for tour soon. Right. And you're going out to get up kids. Yeah. And then, Frank, you have, I just got a new record from you. Yeah. Um, you have so many projects, I feel like. I, I feel like I have almost as many as James now. Yeah. I've been, ch- I was chasing James for a while, but I think I've tied you. We're tied? <laughs> I think we're tied now. Okay. Because this was not the celebration. This was. This is the patience. Basically, the patience. It's, it's still under the moniker, like, uh, you know, it's my solo journey, basically, okay. or like you know, that project. But like, I felt like. Every time you go into the studio, you're supposed to kind of, you know, reinvent yourself and, and, and change the way you think about music and kind of burn down the past and, like, do something new, you know? So I feel like the pitfall of that is when you go into the studio and you do that, you come out with something that sounds completely different than the last record. 
And, uh, and everybody's like, all right, well, it doesn't sound like that band anymore. So I was like, all right, well, if it's going to be my name in front of the band, then every time I can just change the band name. And it's kind of like a new chapter. You know, it's kind of like hitting the restart button. Totally. So this time around, it's uh, instead of Frank Iron the Celebration, it's Frank Iron the Patience. Do you feel like you're more a more patient person now? <laughs> I'm trying to be. Well, that's the thing is, I had this idea where I was like, all right, if I bring along a band um, that signifies something that I need my in my life at that time, then that will be like this constant reminder to, you know, like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so like with the celebration, I felt like I needed this, um, this celebratory uh, party to come along with me so that it would kind of take away from the fact that I didn't know what I was doing as like a front man. I didn't feel comfortable in that position. And I thought like, all right, well, I'm just going to bore everybody if I don't bring like this, this something, you know, bombastic with me. And, and now like I've realized I've come, you know, come to, to terms with that, that job or that position, right. Of being this front man and kind of like being able to, I don't know, uh, entertain or, or, you know, keep the interest of a crowd and not have to be like this quintessential thing that I thought in my head that a front man was supposed to be like this laughable character. And, um, and so I don't feel like I need the, the celebration anymore. What I do need though, is the ability to kind of take a step back and appreciate like the moment. Uh, cause I feel like I, I, at least for me, I'm, I've been very much, um, at fault for kind of thinking 25 steps ahead and worrying about like what's coming next what's coming next and kind of pushing the present to you know away yeah and i just don't want that anymore i think you know like the older i get and all those cliches of like you know having kids and you know and how how time passes and stuff like that it's 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 so cliche because it's true you know and uh i just i don't want to i don't know i don't want to be like 80 uh, in a hospital bed somewhere like wondering what the fuck happened to to the time that i i had here you know so um, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious, at least. So you're still thinking way ahead. I'm still thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking way ahead that when I'm talking, you're thinking about Yeah, you're going so to the to, end of the road. Well, if you, completely. Yeah, it's kind of meta if you think about it, right? Because like, yeah, I have that. So I'm trying to go back in the back to the future. To I'm right. I'm yeah. I'm. I'm you're Jay thinking Foxing. about what you're going to think about then. Yes, about I've written right myself now. a letter. That I can't open until then, but it's now like, I've, I know it because I read shit. it then. It's each <laughs> Young Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me dad. <laughs> yeah. Now, would, would it be an email or would it be a physical letter? Ooh, well, who knows by then? It's probably just, just I just be thought a, it. a brainwave yeah, I just that you can it. open and when you're done. 80 years old and, and you're <laughs> it's floating it's a hospital in the sky. you can't access. <laughs> and letters will be like vinyl. The kids will be into them. <laughs> <Yeah>. And maybe <laughs> by then you'll end up living, they'll be like 80. You still got like 80 more years. No, not the way I'm living. Take these pills. <laughs> drink, drink this juice. Oh, Jesus. Do it. Do we, should we bring that up? I yeah. loved it yes. yesterday. It was really funny. <laughs> Please. So, all right. So, <laughs> this the past, uh, the past two weeks of, or three weeks, I guess now, uh, were really crazy for me. Like, uh, we announced the record. I went, uh, we did, we did Riot Fest together, right? So, James and I, we flew down to, to Denver. We did Friday, Death Spells. Saturday, we did The Patience. Sunday, we came, we went home to Jersey. I came home, and then, like, my kids had their first day of school, so, like, I stayed home for that. The next day, I left, and I flew to Paris, and then we did, like, I did press all day, and then acoustic performances, and then we 
took the train to London, did the same thing all day that day, then flew to Amsterdam, did the same thing that day, and then flew to Berlin, did the same thing that day with like a couple of like double headers in in the mix, and then flew home, and then the next day left and drove to Indianapolis. I did a double header, uh, Death Spells and Patience show, and then Saturday we did a Death Spell show, and then Sunday I did a double header Patience shows at Riot and then driving home, we played Columbus, and we did a Death Spell set and a Patience set, and I got home, and I was fucked. <laughs> like, I had <laughs> no voice. I was done. I couldn't even, I couldn't even move, talk, or anything like that. So I was like, all right, I need to, I need to get healthy. I need to, like, figure out how I'm going to do, like, the next tour, because I'm leaving on Tuesday for Australia. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get my flu shot so I don't get a flu, and then I'm going to do this juice cleanse. <laughs> so I set up this, like, three-day juice cleanse, and, um, I got the flu shot the day before, and then I had, I still was kind of feeling sick from from that last tour. I just got my voice back. I got the flu shot, and then I started the juice cleanse. And then uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday. Like my wife, like she she was like, "You fell asleep at five p.m. yesterday. Didn't wake up until now. I'm driving you to the diner, and you have to eat something because <laughs> I had lost like nine pounds in two days. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I just I was I had like. <clears throat> sweats but i was really cold but i was really hot like it was fucked up dude so yeah i almost killed myself when I <laughs> is that how they work though like i i, I, I have friend, no idea friend. that does them ever, pretty regularly whoa i was gonna do Good one for you i was gonna do one this week and then i like had i don't know what happened i think i was getting a cold or something i just was really right when i because i usually ease into them you know uh-huh. by like I'll is just, it, it's I'll not good to do bread. like when you're already sick right i don't think so right. because yeah, I don't think it's. You don't I thought just maybe like you would like those... flush it out, you know. That yeah. didn't happen. I, I when I was younger, when I first started doing them, <laughs> uh-huh. like I would just yeah, I would just jump into a juice, go from cheeseburger to the next day, like <laughs> yeah. But like now, I found like I'll ease into them. Like I'll take like four days. I'll stop eating like bread, okay, no coffee, no booze. That was the worst part. I felt like was the no coffee. Yeah, no you got to like, get off that shit because you're gonna get like headaches and stuff anyway. Yeah, because you're you're detoxing. The idea is to detox, detox your body. Right. So, um, yeah, you want to get off coffee and, and kind of get, you want to start to feel good before you start doing it. And that then it's fucking great. Like the last one I did, man, it was, I powered through. Like I fuck, I took like five days to ease into it. I stayed on the full five days of wow. the juice fast. And then I was, I actually went halfway through the sixth day and my wife was finally like fucking eat something. <laughs> She's sick of like right. me sitting down to eat with like a big glass of juice but um and then i eased out of it and like the cool thing is it's like once you get in that head you're like it's easy to like eat well right you know? so like then i ate well for and she she hated me because yeah i dropped like 10 pounds in like a week right. essentially because yeah it's crazy i can do that though. it's like if naked I, and afraid yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> if oh, i stop man. drinking and don't eat bread and stuff i can do that pretty quickly anyway yeah. But yeah, with the fast. I wonder if this, right? If you think that you're powering through it, like you're you're on your sixth day, you're doing great, you're fucking totally cleansed out, and like meanwhile, like the outside world can just see you just like hobbling around, like all wretched and gross, like trying to kill people, but you don't have the strength to do it. Like, yeah, man, I'm great, like a junkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're great, and everybody else is like, something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nosferatu meets crack, (laughs) basically. Yeah. That's how I felt like I was. Okay, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> had you guys, terrible. had you guys done a lot of Despel shows in the past, or when did you? Just uh, recently, yeah, yeah. We did. I mean, we did a tour, but I mean, we didn't. It wasn't very long. It was like seven days back okay. in 2014 in mm-hmm. uh, April. 
How did how did this thing come? Because obviously, I how, did you guys know each other before you joined my Chemical Romance? We knew or, each other. Okay. We've known each other since like two thousand and three. Okay, yeah. And uh, I met them. They agreed to come out on tour with Reggie. Okay, um, Reggie was doing Under the Tray, and uh, they were doing uh, the Bullets record. And we toured together for like a month, and just all got to know each other really well. And had I mean that tour was party yeah every day like, i can imagine yeah it was pretty wild but i i, I lost eight thousand dollars on that tour <laughs> that's how much of a party it's it on was. juice yeah <laughs> all on juice <laughs> but uh yeah everybody drank juice on that tour <laughs> but, um like so we you know we've been friends for a long time like reggie's gone out with my cam um just have always stayed in touch and stuff. And then, you know, after they asked me to come do the keyboards for my chem, you know, we, that was like the last seven years. That was January, 2007, basically. And then was there all the way until the end in 2013. And we'd lived together in North Hollywood working on the final MCR record. And decibels kind of came from that. Okay. Where we were kind of stuck. Like, you know, the band was, sort of like just you could tell like things weren't going like smooth and and people were just kind of not really into it and it was just you know everybody same thing happened with the get up kids a long time ago when it's like you're on this schedule and you're just working 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 and you don't give yourself time to like have a, a life outside of the music and a life outside of touring and press and everything like like mcr was doing it too or they would go tour like two weeks off and then right into the studio and this is after you know people are Frank's got children, Gerard's got a kid, like, you know, everybody, it's just, it's always healthy to take a break, but at the same time, like, we're in the day and age of, like, if you're gone for six months, sometimes you're gone, and people are like, you know, who, what, that band, they're still around, what, it's like, yo, it was only six months, but, um, so we were in North Hollywood living in an apartment across the street from the studio, and there were a lot of days, like, you know, we would go in and nothing would get done or we would go in and, you know, people wouldn't come in or days that we wouldn't go in. And I had these electronic songs that, you know, from tinkering around on with Logic, trying to learn how to use it and stuff. And it was like, and then I, I don't remember what, it was like a, a weekend where it was like, you should scream on this. And Frank like listened to it and was like, yeah, yeah. And screamed on it. And we're like, this is great. Like we're, <laughs> we, we could do this. <laughs> like, we don't know what it's going to be yet. Cause neither of us are electronic musicians. I mean, I play keyboards and synthesizers and stuff, but as far as going the whole way into like music, that's just drum machines and synthesizers and like two people on stage, which now I actually love like two person band. All right. <laughs> yeah. Give it a thumbs up by the way. You can't see it. Well, but... <laughs> We have no gear. It's Tour amazing. in a jet. Yeah. 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 Nuts. It's amazing. It's like, you know, we loaded in. The first show we did in uh, Glasgow was, am I saying Glasgow right? Danica says I say it wrong. Well, how did she say it? I don't know. She just says I I'm say saying Glasgow. Glasgow or is it Glasgow? Glasgow. 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 I say Glasgow. But I say a lot of things fucked up. <laughs> Some of them on purpose. I don't well, know. I guess, it, yeah. Glasgow. People are listening Scotland. to this probably yeah. are like, yeah. out. like you're stop saying every way yeah. you guys are saying it is wrong. Yeah. Um but uh we, the first show when we got to Scotland was like you know, we're loading in and it took two seconds. Yeah. We're setting like gig bags on the stage where it's like this is Frank's got a, a road case with pedals and a microphone. We've got a screen, a projector, and I've got like 
two computers normally, and it's just running a video program and then running a DJ program, and that's it. There's only five DI lines, so mm-hmm. it's like it's just fun. I mean, because it's you know it it, it I totally have respect now for electronic like for DJs and stuff like that who admit that like what they do is not really that complicated. You know, ones that are like. When you watch the videos and the, there's like a guy on stage who's faking, <laughs> hitting buttons and acting like he's doing all this crazy stuff. It's like, yeah, you're, you're a disgrace. But <laughs> to the ones who are like, hey, you know, this, yeah, we're not like on stage remixing things and doing this. Like I'm just up there kind of pressing play, maybe blending a few things together. It, but it's a great time. It's like, I'm on that. It, yeah, that's right. It is. It's a Real, fun time. Yeah. I have a, it's interesting you say that because I feel like. You're someone, obviously, like, I keep thinking of you as, like, the new member in the Get Up Kids, the guy from Coalesce. Yeah. Um, which is, like, insane to think. 19 years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, Red Letter Day, that's, like, new Get Up Kids. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, for me, I get very judgmental about that kind of stuff. And especially as you guys, like, someone who plays a lot of instruments has been doing this for a long time, I'm always like, this isn't real music. If other people are, like, writing their, like, pop music, like, I'm like, other people write the songs. These people just have good genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't actually play an instrument. Like, I get really... And not like, I don't know, it's interesting that you can have that open-minded kind of view because I get very, like, I'm like, if you can't, if you're not physically doing this and you're not, like, legit. It, no, I agree with you. Like, I, 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 it's it's hard to, like, see how popular it's become where it's, like, you know, even doing, like, Brooklyn Emo Night and stuff, DJing it, and it's, like, kids are going ape shit. Yes. To, okay, first of all, this has been going on in Europe for a long time. Because you would go to, like, a bar after a show, and there, there's a guy playing corn on a CD, and there's a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's funny. There's so there's many, like, like, you know, disco loadouts, right? Like, you play the show, and the amount of kids come to see your show, and then there's this fucking huge, yeah, yeah, massive yeah, yeah, yeah. line outside waiting <laughs> for that dude with the corn CD yeah. <laughs> to come in. Like, and like, like holy like, shit. You know, and, no and one like, else has a like, corn this CD? Is all I had to do is <laughs> buy a corn CD? Yeah. 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 No, it's amazing. It's. I remember the first time I went into, like, in Wales, went into this club, and it was, like, an after show, and they were playing, like, Yellow Card, and people were, like, moshing. And, like, a guy jumped on stage and, like, dove off, and his, like, eight friends carried him around the bar, and it was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> And now we have it in America called Emo Night. And yep. I mean, hey, look, I, I had fun DJing it. I, I had a really good time. And it, it was fun because it's it kind of lends itself to Reggie in the full effect because it's like what I do for fluctuation is just hit space bar on my computer and then dance around on stage and say dumb crap. <laughs> so that was all I did for Emo Night, too. It was like dance. I, that's actually how I split my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like I just can't get over like what I think of. When I think of like, all right, when somebody's like, "Oh, you're gonna do emo night," like I'd be like, "Oh, all right, so you're gonna play like Promise Ring." That like, was my mineral. first emo night. That was my blunder like, night. That's it's, crazy it's funny. that it's not that. I played hot water music and kids were like booing me. <laughs> what the and, like, fuck? I mean, like the middle finger from like kids wearing MCR shirts. I'm like, you, like, you're gonna boo me? Like even you? Yeah, come on, kid. Well, it's funny. Here, there's actually two emo nights. There's like the like Christy Front Drive, like. Texas is a reason emo okay. night, and then there's yeah. like the Paramore all time low That's brand one. new emo night. That was the second one I did, the one yeah. at Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, and uh, the are they called something different? Once. They're both called. I think they're both called emo night. Well, well one's officially Brooklyn emo one's night. Brooklyn, the other one I think is called like Stay What You or it's called. I can't remember. Uh-huh. The other one is is this guy Tom and Brian do, but they've been doing it for a real long time. Okay, but it's yeah. like it's all 
it's all people like our age. Like there's, right. you know. Yeah. Well, the first one I was told was nineties, yeah. early two thousands. So I was like, this is oh, these are my jams. Like going to like <laughs> yeah. play mineral. Like you right. Know, it, it's you put that J Tree compilation. Well, on. I do it after a Halsey show. Okay. And it was a Halsey like promo show at Webster Hall in the basement, dude. Yeah. I remember oh, this. God. So that she was like 45 minutes over on her time, and I'm parked like, what, a 12 o'clock zone because I was told by my people that <laughs> I would be out of there by midnight. Like, all I need to do is just do the first hour right. of the set, and then Buddy from Census Vale will take over, and then Anthony from Bayside will take over, which should have been like a warning to me. But it was like, wait. <laughs> Buddy from Census Fails not in the nineties emo. Like what <laughs> what do you talk like this dude was born in the nineties. But um <laughs> so when I got on stage and like, you know, they're trying to flip around the crowd and they start letting in the emo night crowd and I'm seeing all the kids where it's like, yo, these kids are way too young. Like, wow, that'd be awesome if these kids were all like, Boys, that's fire <laughs> You know, like screaming for amazing stuff that I grew up with. Or um, as I'm watching them, it's like I think that the first thing I played was Hot Water Music, and then I played Boy Sits Fire, and then saw, like, with, like, all the middle fingers and people, like, shaking their heads no, <laughs> and just looking at me with such hatred that I played, like, brand new, and everybody went ape shit, yeah. and it was like, oh, okay. And then the best was, I finished my hour, and no one else, there was no gear there. Like, I, I had brought my personal stuff because no one had written me back about gear, and then everyone wanted to use your gear. Everyone had to. Yeah. Well, then, but Buddy was, I was like, yo, I'm not leaving. And there was also like a Funkmaster Flex 20 year anniversary party going on upstairs. Yeah, there's always 19 shows at Webster yeah. Hall, I feel so like. Our, our dressing room was full of all these people that were smoking weed. And it was like, can I get my bag? And no one's answering me. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get my bag. And I walk in, like, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, technically, this is our dressing room. <laughs> but, you know, I got my stuff, and then I was like, yo, buddy, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to pack my shit up and go. And he's like, yeah, no sweat. He's like, I got this app on my phone. So he plugs his phone in and just starts DJing from his phone, immediately goes to Taking Back Sunday, brand new. And People like, love it. Kids are going ape shit, yeah. like, Newfound Glory, which is funny, because it's like, they're playing Newfound Glory songs that I play on. <laughs> and like... <laughs> And it's like, you know, you like I want to tell the kids, I'm like, like, hey, I play keyboards on this song. You know, you don't care. <laughs> Go ahead, sing along, children. <laughs> but they sell out Brooklyn Bowl. Like, yeah, Stephen you know. did it. We guest DJed with like Fred from TBS. He used to be in T and I went. Uh, I don't, some those guys are super nice to me. And they're, they're Alex super and, and Ethan, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, they're they're so nice. They're nice. And they're really into what they're doing. Totally. But there's something about it to me that just rose me the wrong way and i can't figure out what it is and i don't think it's like a negative intention by anyone nah, yeah i just i just think it's and and i think feel like i'm coming off as so bitter on soul podcast but there's something about like <laughs> being friends with a lot of the bands they play in there and i'm like these guys in this band i know are like broke mm-hmm. and have families and all these kids are paying money like a cover to come in and sing along to their songs while you guys hit play and something about it just seems like Weird to me. That well, there's weird more to people going to the emo night than there are who would go see the band play yes, when they right, come yeah. through yes, and play live. Exactly, and yeah, it yeah. just yeah, just it's I just yeah, something about it just bugs me, and I don't think it's like a no, yeah, and it's, it's I don't think it you should know be like saying? something like you like you shouldn't you don't think feel, personal no, about those guys like exactly, they're not going to no. do it, someone else, but is it should do feel it. fucking weird. But to you. it's weird, I yeah. think, and I think a lot of it is like a timing thing. Like I think it's like we're in this window where like. It's nostalgic enough, but it's sort of new enough, and it's like this weird. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it's just weird how you know it's 
it's any other trend where it's just it's massive right now. Right. And it's all over the United States. Like, I mean, those dudes are getting kind of like the cred for like starting it because they're traveling like I think they're they just did one last night in like Florida. Like they're they go to Europe and do it. They go to Las Vegas and do it. It's just crazy. I mean, I'm stoked for them because they are super nice guys. And anytime you want to invite me back, I'm always free. But, <laughs> but even then, like, I'm freaking 16 years older than the average kid in the crowd. Right. So that's just weird. And they're looking at me like a emo grandpa. I feel like we went to, like, misshapes together or something. Yeah, well, see, that was, like... <laughs> that was fun, though, because that was, like, Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. And, Pantera. Yeah, like, yeah. That but was that was probably time. when we were, like, their age. Yeah. And that was, like, the cool party. Well, that was 80s parties were yeah. coming out. Yeah. And it was, like, 80s parties and metal. So everybody was there having fun. Right. And now it's... Which, which is so makes sense. Sad. I mean, that like, was the 2000s. And then 20 years ago was, was the 80s, so it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it moved this quickly into like I'm not crazy. Emo. Fallout <laughs> boy. It's, this is awesome. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's insane, but hey, good for you guys. I mean, do you still feel sort of connected to that? Like I just read that AP thing, the Black Parade mm-hmm. anniversary thing. I mean, do you still feel kind of connected to that world and that scene, or do you feel like it, it, that does it feel like you were in college like back then and now you're like an adult or like I don't know. I mean, it's weird. Like it feels like. Um, like I see these like, you know, like magazines that come out and like, you know, like 10 year anniversary. First off, it's like, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. But then also like, I see like, you know, like these magazines will do like cover CDs of like the, the band and stuff. And it's like, I remember, you know, like I'll, you know, get, you know, those magazines of bands that like, I don't know, were like classic bands. And it's like, what's that magazine in Europe that does that all uh, enemy that always puts Mm -hmm. like a picture of Pink Floyd. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it feels like it should be reserved for those type of bands. I don't know if, like, 10 years is long enough to to say, like, oh, you know, that band is one of those, if My Chem is one of those bands, like, you know what I mean? That feels weird for me to ever even consider, you know what I mean? For us, for me to be like, oh yeah, I was in a classic. Well, band. it makes it seem like you were in like a boy band when you were fifteen. <laughs> yeah. like, you know? oh yeah, all the lunchboxes and like, all, all the stuff that we made in our boy band. Now we're gonna play Foxwoods. Right, right. But it's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, Doesn't it feel like it was just a totally different lifetime ago? It, it does. It feels like it's it was a movie that I watched. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was thinking because I'm going back to yeah. Malaysia, and I was thinking about the last time we went to like Vietnam and Malaysia and all that, and it was like, how freaking strange that was. That, that was a fucking trip. yeah, that was surreal. It was like yeah. these places that you never think you're gonna. Well, Vietnam, you know, we were, uh, Mike Kim was the first American, American band rock. there in like 30 years. Really? Yeah. When and was that? This was. Uh, it was on Black Parade. Yeah, right? it was on like, 2008. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. uh, we were invited by the government, and. Like we played Ho Chi Minh Stadium, and the go- like their government was there. Like they were, right. there's a gigantic picture, like bigger than the stage of Ho Chi Minh, Jeez. and we're like on the stage playing, and like there's all the government officials in their private boxes, and then it was free to the whole city, so it was like thirty five thousand people in this stadium that was set up just for this show. And at the end of the show, they ran our name on credits on like a video screen. <laughs> they gave us all bouquets of flowers and we had to stand Holy on the, remember they had to stand on the edge of the stage, and basically like hold hands and take a bow. Yeah. It was so weird. Was there anybody else on the bill? Two like oh, yeah, local yeah. bands. That band yeah. that sounded kind of like Europe. 
but Vietnam, Europe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Vietnamese. Think about that for Europe. a second. <laughs> yeah. Like they were awesome too. Like, oh, you know, great. Yeah. They were on the credits that? as well. I'm pretty sure my credit said Frank Lero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How often, how often do you get Frank Lero? Oh, fucking any chance anyone gets. <laughs> yeah. The capital I is looks it's so really much like hard an L. For, yeah. Well, now, well, yeah I, now it's it's an L. Yeah. Or it's an I. Yeah. Like, it's weird, right? Come on, Apple. <laughs> it's it's all about what people read on the iPhone now. It's yeah, like, I the it's... I and the and the L, lowercase L and capital I are the same. But why character. wouldn't you capitalize the last name? Like if if you if you did see that, I mean, I understand that there's way too many vowels in that in that last name. Because there's a lot. <laughs> of, make any I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of words these days that start with a small I. Really? Yeah. Wow. I <laughs> I Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. I jeans, I shoes, right. I, I hoodie, I arrow, right. I arrow. <laughs> that could be why. Maybe like the credits in the Rizzo like movie, that. like got your yeah. name wrong, got my name wrong. You know, it, if you like, did that and capitalize the e, you'd be all set. Yeah, that could be the That's way to fair. go. It's a little late to the game, but you know yeah, Wait, what? What was, <laughs> what was the Rizzo movie? Well, we did a song on the, the in the film Man with the Iron Fists, oh. and that was actually like our first thing. That was, yeah, kind of, first, yeah. Like, um, because we went out to eat dinner with the Rizza, <laughs> which was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Could you, yeah. Could you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> sure. What's, like, do you just show up at a restaurant, or, like, how yeah, does it we work? Yeah, showed up yeah. At, at some... Uh, it's like a sushi restaurant? Yeah, some hip sushi place in L.A. Yeah, and he, that, said, he said stuff like this. He, he, he would say, you got your peanut butter, and he would hold up one hand, and he'd say, and then you got your jelly. And he would put his both hands together, and everybody at the table, like like that, was like with him. Would go, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was crazy. Such knowledge, yeah. but, but and he talks just like he raps. So he sounds like he's rapping when he's talking. It was Holy it was amazing. Shit. I love it. I'm such a huge fan. I love. It. Yeah, we, I, yeah, we talked about karate films and Korean yeah. revenge movies, nice. and you know, and, and his knowledge of it's pretty amazing. But uh, so he was making that film. Man with Iron Fists and asked if we would do a song. Um, and it was for like one of this end fight scene. So, you know, we agreed to do it. And the guy that was doing like all the uh, composing for the film sent us like his idea. And we kind of had to base it off of his idea and kind of work together, which was funny because we never even met that dude. No. But yeah, it's awesome in the film. <laughs> it works out great. But uh, so we did like the demos of it. You know, and, and like the one demo had you screaming on it mm-hmm. um, as me playing drums and like doing all like and first drum, the first drum tracks on it I did with my fingers with Logic where it's like I'm hitting, doing the drum tracks and then uh, Ray came and did the guitars on it. But basically it's just me, you and Ray that play on it. I think so. Um, but then when it it came to the, the movie, like, oh, oh we got to go to, to that house. Yeah, where they, that was a that was weird. Yeah, this some Hollywood bigwig like who lived up on top of a mountain, and everything was white in the house. Yeah, and, and the house had a full size movie theater attached to it that only had like eight chairs in it and a bunch of couches, and then had a full like surround sound, it's like a, a proper movie theater. So we and then all these people at computers, and I guess that was where they were like editing the film or something, and so we got to go in and watch the scene with our music in it and uh we're standing there and like Gerard Butler shows up and it's like Leonidas 
But, you know, and he's wearing like a jumpsuit. So it's like, uh, I'm not going to bug Leonidas. And then some of the other people that were in the film. Just kicks you in the chest. Yeah, just kicks you in the chest. This is This is Hollywood. But, uh, yeah, it was very surreal and, and weird. But then the movie came out. And, you know, and the movie's kind of rad if you're into, like, he did a really good job. And it gets to the part, and then you hear the song, and I'm like, like, oh, this is awesome. Like, Kung Fu fighting, the music that we did, like, cool. Then get to the credits. And I actually got a text from a friend in Kansas City who was saw it at the movie theater, and he was like, yo, he's like, did you, is this you? He's like, it's so close to your name. He's like, and I recognize some of the other names from Mike Kim. He's like, but, that's not your name. And it's like J-A-M-E-D-E-W-E-S. Where it was like, what? Like, how'd they mess that up? And then you were Frank Laro. I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, they got yeah. everybody else in the band they right? <laughs> of course, like, Frank... We're too, Frank you're too ethnic. We're too ethnic. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> but it, I mean, the overall experience just I getting mean, to meet the yeah, Rizzo. Really? Having dinner with the Rizzo was worth it. I'm sure. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that knowledge, man. The, that it's, It was like, did you ever read his book? The, uh, the Knowledge of the Tower? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, he, he did like a, like, a, uh, like a proper, like, you know, like, book of, you know, just wisdom. No. Yeah. Is it good? crazy yeah it's crazy <laughs> he, he's one of those yeah. people that's like he is super talented yeah. and basically everything that comes out of his mouth you could record and probably put out yeah mm-hmm. and you know he he plays around on he knows a lot about like putting music together like i don't super know if smart. he's mm-hmm. like I, I know he's on the, he's doing that like banks and steel tour now where they're like basically creating soundtrack music every night on stage to like videos and you know that that's it's pretty awesome. It's kind of like what we do with Decibels, I guess, except you're screaming. But, yeah. Okay, but we make yeah. music to videos, too. <laughs> we could go on tour together, Rizza. You can pay me. You got your Rizza, and then you got your Decibels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Frank. Laro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm not a big sushi fan, so I'm trying to remember what I ate that night. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I really yeah, I don't, don't remember. remember. I, a little tempura. I think so. I think it was mm-hmm. all like tempura vegetables. There you go. God, see that even feels like it was a million years ago. It was in the grand scheme of things. I feel I've done this thing where I keep like thinking about like that feels like another life. And like I, when I think back, like oh, when I think of the past, I only think of like the past six years. Like I only think of like. Like when my kids are born. Like, like how you have to report your taxes if they get <laughs> yeah, audited. Yeah, 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 exactly. The last, yeah, that's only the last it. It's a statue of limitation. That's my memory. <laughs> I just did that. I just was like cleaning out this box and I had like a like envelopes of receipts from like 2004. I was like, I think I can get rid of this now. <laughs> I, I think don't so, still yeah. need this. No. The only people that will ask you for it is the state. I've yeah. learned this the hard way like 10 times now. <laughs> they ask the you federal government, the, the, the state doesn't have a time... Oh, really? Ooh. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, really? No. Uh-oh. I thought it was just Uh-oh. six years on everything. No, nope. They say to at least hang on to like six years. I mean, but like if they go back and say, well, you messed up in 2006, so 10 years ago, like how are you going to... Oh, God, I trashed but everything. But now anymore, though, like you could probably find digital records of all that stuff because it's not like the bank is going to like wipe... The records from ten years ago, I'm sure right? It was, right. It was like on a hard drive in the basement of like some dude's house. 
guess if you had to, but Jesus, sometimes it's like pulling fucking teeth trying to get shit from the bank. Oh, Even yeah. digitally. Well, it's I, every year that I have to like, you know, doing all the, the small independent businesses and living in New York has been quite amazing because, you know, they, they keep, I'm sure you guys see them too, are like, oh, New York, we've, we've all these incentives to come here and open up a small business and, you know, and start, like, Big we want to really tax. help the little guy and this, <laughs> this is what it means to be a New Yorker and all this stuff and it's like, okay, but since I, you know, since I started mine in 2008, I'm not eligible for any of these discounts or right. any of these breaks. They're like, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> like, no, nah, we still need full from you. In fact, you know, we're giving all these other people breaks. So we're going to add on like another 5%. On the, and we don't even know what your company does. <laughs> what is Emo does? Yeah. What, <laughs> the, what the, even like filing, we explained it to the IRS. It's like, what is happy clown m- monkey fudge? No, no. LLC.com. It's like, that's a promoter. What's what? It's like, no, it's, it's okay. What I do for a living is I'm a traveling. Yeah, I understand that. No, even in 2016, anything to do with music or art, you're fucked. It's like, how many fucking millions and billions of dollars are generated from music and art, and yet you still have to fight for everything? Oh, we're Mm -hmm. we're basically looking. I mean, even in, you just just see the stuff about Chicago where they pass the entertainment tax where the clubs have to pay like 7%. To the city to have anything that's not considered fine arts perform fine arts performances. If you're not what? considered fine arts by the city of Chicago, you have to pay like a seven percent tax. Got to pay the punk rock tax. Basically, what the fuck. I believe it's pronounced finerts. Finerts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's kind of that way in New York, like you know, where there's like the city tax. Anytime you do something in the city, you've got to pay that city tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and, a bummer. It, it, the weird thing too is like you go on tour and then all of a sudden, like you know, two years later, you get hit like. Yeah, Minnesota wants their fucking three seventy five. It's like what? And then St. <laughs> Louis. What? I got a court date in St. Louis. Yeah. I just had to call and be like, "Are you out of your mind?" <laughs> like it was for seventeen dollars. Yeah, I know. It was like it's crazy. One show at this place called the Pageant, which is an awesome club, and everybody that works there is rad. But it was like I had to talk to like the the something commissioner on the phone for St. Louis County, where he's like, "Oh, he's like, no, yeah." It's like when you perform in St. Louis County, you know, this is a tax you have to pay. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. I mean, this one time in 2007, in, in April 2000, if you played in April 2007, you have to pay the $70. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone that, uh, yeah, you didn't know that? That's so weird. You could pay it over the phone right now with a debit or credit card, or you could come to court. <laughs> it was like $17. Like, uh, okay, I'm just going to pay it because yeah. whatever, I'm going to show up in court for a $300 plane ticket plus a hotel room <laughs> plus the dra- travel expense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, listen. <laughs> Had enough, St. Louis. You got enough problems. Sick, Quit taxing dude. us. But yeah, that's it's it's amazing now. Like stuff that I didn't care about in my twenties, right? You know, being on tour was like taxes, taxes, <laughs> schmaxes, whatever. <laughs> and then ten years later, the IRS is like, "Oh, here's your schmaxes." <laughs> um, and dealing with it, like you know, trying to get caught up and, and everything, and, and you know, thumbs up to them at least being able to work with people about stuff instead of just throwing me in jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But it's, you know, it's not like a, a huge amount of money. It wasn't like I'm making millions of dollars. It's just like, you know, if I filed my own taxes and realized that I'm off by like $5,000 after like 10 years of being off by $5,000 plus the interest, they're like, well, you kind of owe us like 70 grand. And it's like, hmm, Okay. Well, how do you suggest I pay that back? Because I li- I'm on a budget. <laughs> They're like, well, you could give us 
fifty dollars a month until you're ninety. <laughs> it's like I'll take it. <laughs> done. Done deal. Fifty dollars till I'm ninety, no matter how much money I make. Oh man. It's it's it but that's the thing that people don't think about from like what we do for a living and stuff is that there's this whole other side of it that's the business side, the the actual like real life side yeah. to it mm-hmm. where you think about like, you know, suppose like my worries every day on tour are like getting to the show, setting up, performing, getting back and getting on to the next show to keep that, that wheel spinning. And then on the flip side of all of that is like filing all the correct forms and and filling out all the documentation and getting all the stuff taken care of, making sure that credit cards are paid and making sure that, you know, plane tickets are booked and rides are done and cars are coming and the mortgage is paid and all this stuff and doing it from like Malaysia or like, you know, Indonesia or any of these places where like sometimes when you're on tour, it's like the bank doesn't care if you're in Indonesia. They just want their money and trying to explain to them like, no, look, I'm in the internet sucks trying to do that you know it's like the the weird stuff that now as a 40 year old like thinking about it is like fudge man like this is actually kind of a hard job totally i mean speaking of sort of the weird stuff like i i want to ask you frank i um you retweeted something i wrote like a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it was so many p- people were like retweeting it or like free, like my sister will do that stuff. And it was like nothing right. compared to like your reaction. And then I would like click on these people's profile and they're like, Frank tweeted at me on this date. Oh, like geez, this is really? like the most exciting. Yeah. Like I feel like you have such a fan base that is so into you still. I mean, how do you sort of navigate that? Like, cause obviously like that just seems to me like I would just be like, uh, like I would just get nervous. Um, yeah, I you know, I I don't. You can't you know belabor everything that you're gonna say or or that you want to put out there with the thought that like, uh, you know, this many people are gonna put that on their profile. Page. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? um, usually, it's it's really just a lot of like you know fart jokes and like stuff. Like that. <laughs> that I think it's funny that Jonah wrote. I'll just treat. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's it's weird to me like well just uh, all right so this summer i recorded a record and um out in california and g came over and we had some coffee and stuff and we had like we sat down and we talked and we, we both said like it's so strange to see like you know on tour like separately like these kids that'll come to shows and they're so young you know and james you can i'm sure you can reiterate this like you know they're so young like 12 13 some you know some factions of the crowd sure. and it's like and they have like either my chem shirts on or like you know reggie shirts or like get up, and they're like they talk about how this music that they just found this music and um how much it means to them and it's that's insane to me that it's still um being discovered and um and you know well it goes back to what you just said about should it feel this way of like you being this 10 years down the road being this like level where they're using it as more like a like how enemy would put Pink Floyd on the cover mm-hmm. of the magazine where they're like putting MCR like MCR ten like this nostalgic band where it's like but there's still kids who were That's two crazy. years old when Black Parade came out who now it's like their favorite record and they're discovering this whole you know it's like the gateway for them into checking out other stuff 
Yeah, and, and it's it's nice because I know I got into music because you know through a very organic way of like you know like older friends or you know friends siblings like you know giving me mixtapes and stuff like that and finding out about bands that I just didn't have an opportunity to see live or 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 wasn't you know uh, privy to when when their music came out. And now that's happening again with with bands that I've been in, and and it feels. Uh, surreal and at the same time really nice that uh, that the the art still is like you know living and breathing and growing you know and um, and yeah it's it's strange to to be both a current artist and and a class classic <laughs> artist it's really strange well, you know it's what to be in the what radio station? Oh, if you start hearing enough, like Pearl Jam and then Black Parade, we're not old, yeah. and here's then a, like Nirvana, well, then you know that right. you crossed into that area. Yeah, but now, Actually. but it's different because I remember being this age and discovering, like, if I discovered stuff that was like kind of close to my dad's era, but like wasn't all those fucking big name bands because mm-hmm. yeah, Pearl Jam that's like their dad's band you know what I mean right so they just they, they're after you because they think like that you're not you're, yeah, like, that iconic you're different like, right. yeah and 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 I, and then they and they don't want the current shit that's being forced down their throat by like but I, yeah well I know it was because I did a cover store and follow up a couple of years ago and we were at What's it? That vintage vinyl or oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And these girls were. I was like, I'm going to interview some some of these girls that are like crying and like see what they think. And they're like, This is so crazy. We can't believe we met. I was like, oh, When did you get into them? They're like, Two years ago. And I was like, This is making such a huge impact on you. And this is like in the trajectory of this band. Like you are coming in so late in the game, yeah. but like you are so young like of course but that to me like really blew my mind because i was like all their big songs you probably don't even know about like you probably you know like it was just so weird i was like two years really and they're like yeah. yes this yeah that's insane but when you're 12 i guess two years is like that's huge that's okay. your yeah, lifetime yeah, yeah. yeah totally so i mean who's to say like you know by the time they hit you know 15 they're like oh fuck that <laughs> well, no, like, that's exactly what it is yeah. they've moved on to like you know yeah. Now it's, mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing when you were talking about the Twitter thing, uh-huh. I was going to look up that tweet, that kid in the UK who was like, so I told my mom that I'm friends with you guys and that I'm going to stay. Oh, that was so weird. like a little kid. Yeah. What did it say? Just- All right. So this little kid uh, hit us up and was like, Death uh, was coming to, to the UK. I told my mom that I'm friends with you. Uh, can I go to the show and then stay with you on the bus? I need like yeah, a place to stay because he's too young to be at the show that late. Yeah. But if she told oh, him, and then you wrote back and you're like, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fucking definitely not. Like, <laughs> I want this yeah. in writing. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Cool like, this needs to be documented. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I think I, I, you know, included the local police force. In, yeah, well, the, just so you know, <laughs> no one is staying on our bus. It's it's it's, it's so amazing. Weird. Like the, the amount of kids that camp out, it's the awesome. Before I, a show, like, dude, I have never done that for anyone. Yeah, I haven't either. So you've no, never right? really no. liked any band. <laughs> you know, never really loved well, a band, Frank. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. When I grew up going to shows, if you wanted to get to the front of the show, if you wanted to get to the front of the stage, whether you showed up eight hours, twenty four hours, two minutes before doors, you got to the front of the stage if you wanted to get there bad enough. This these days, like the kids that camp out, they get to the front of the stage, and there's this like hierarchy. Like they don't let anyone else to the front. Like no. we were here. This is our fucking spot, and it's like a, it's new. 
to me. I never, I was like, well, why don't you just push it, like, forward, like, whatever. Right. And it's like, no, that shit don't happen. <laughs> like, it's not allowed. And they back each other up. Yeah. yeah. They no, have they each other's back. Each like, other we're, we were number one. They were number eight. They're number seven. Get the fuck back. It's oh, like, man. it's crazy. It's so funny. I, I feel like I'm like, is there somewhere I can sit? No. Is there something I can lean against? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Like, where can yeah, no one touch yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can camp out and then get to the front of the stage. Sorry. And then not pee. What was it? It was Birmingham where the 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 club people were like, this is not a safe neighborhood. Yeah, they're like this. This is not a good place for these like thirteen, fourteen year old kids to be sleeping in sleeping bags on the street. Jesus, they're like, but at least there's like a hundred of them. Right. So it's not really like some. Like, they're tough as so, like, nails, man. Street guy is gonna come in and be like, give, give me your. Oh crap! Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm outnumbered I can't by this all gang of kids with black eyeliner. Like, <laughs> It's amazing. You guys look more like criminals than I. <laughs> I just I give them so much credit, man. Like I I I know especially at this part <laughs> this point in my life, there's no way I could I could do that. I wouldn't be able to survive it. But we like, should have done it for like like more no. years. Who would you have done yeah. if if at any point you would have done that? Who would it have been for? Do you think? Oh man, I, I just, honestly I don't think I would do it for anyone. The other day, my my kids were like, <laughs> <laughs> my kids were like, let's have a camp out. Uh, in the living room and like you know we'll all sleep on the floor and like came out like you fucking you guys are nuts right like <laughs> we have beds why, why would we do this so we did it and I wanted to kill myself for like <laughs> fucking a week I was like why would I I will never do this again ever I was ne- I camped out once with my father and we both wanted to kill each other and he knew it was you don't like it Oh, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst. <laughs> what do you mean? What? what why it's do I so have a house? Nice. I have a house because I don't want to ever sleep outside. But it's, it's, you go there to appreciate your house. I guess you appreciate your no, house No, I appreciate much my house. I love my house. I love, I love camping. You, well, I haven't then, done it since like... That's good for you. Since, probably since I was like... <laughs> Take I my kids because they want to go. I went to in Iowa in like... Fuck that. 1996. No, never. see D-Light and uh, they canceled. So <laughs> we left. I'm, yeah, I, I have the utmost respect for like... Homeless people and like and people that have to do it, you know, the people that do it on their like bear grills and shit like that, like bear grills faking. I don't well less from Survivor Man. That's the real deal. Well, whether he's faking or not, he still drank his pee, and that's enough for me. (laughs) Like I think if you know, oh, he made a pee still. He made a pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. It's weird. And it was called pressed. I think that's (laughs) kind of the way it is, right? Barley table. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, That's the pressed. But think of. That somewhere in the world, someone is probably making some kind of fucked up coffee drink with like cold pressed, filtered piss. Dude, from, like- when I was in <laughs> Vietnam, the big thing there was that that coffee beans were like some kind of animal, like eats the, the it, and shits it, out, shits it out, and then it was oh, like yeah. super- coffee and non- What is it called? It's called remember. shit coffee. Kofi? Yeah, it was like they're like only in this one area are these muskrats or whatever mm-hmm. that shit this coffee, and it's supposed <laughs> to be the best. Co- I bought a bag of it. And it was like super expensive. And then I got home and I was like, yeah, this tastes like coffee. (laughs) I'm not a real, I feel like even with like nice wine or nice coffee and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, this tastes like the thing that I like. Right. I'm not like, oh my God. Ryan from the Get Up Kids owns a coffee shop in Lawrence, Kansas. And now he has a, which I'll plug, it's called Bourgeois Pig. It's also a bar. It's actually really fun to go to. I'm sure it is. But uh, then now he has a a coffee bean, like a roastery in Lawrence. Really? Um, He also has a bar here. I, I Oh, right. but that was Robbie had part of Lake Street. Oh, right, Lake Street, right. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember the name of Ryan's Bean Company. 
Oh, I'm a fucking asshole. God, friend. I can't think of a get up kids bean pun, and it's destroying, right. yeah. destroying uh, my soul. Repetition is the repetition. name of his, okay. uh, his coffee company. So you look that up, kids. Which is a really good name for, for if you're shitting out coffee well, beans. Yeah. Because oh. yeah. It's just this, right? He, um, think about that. <laughs> but so he would bring these crazy contraptions on tour, like where I went to Walmart and bought a $10 coffee maker. So I was like, I just want fucking coffee. Right. Like if I'm driving or I've got to get up and do stuff, like I don't want to wait 20 minutes for a cup of coffee. Right. I mean, it's the coffee's good. It's delicious that he makes, but at the same time, like, I'm drinking it for the caffeine. I'm not savoring the flavor. Like, and he made me a cup of really nice coffee one day, and I immediately put cream and sugar in it. And he was like, <laughs> No! Yeah. Like, you just ruined it. And it was like, I mean, I just made it taste good. <laughs> it's like, no, you ruined it. It was like, no, like, I made it taste good. It's like, dude, I got to go back up and drive. Like, this is a utility uh, we, I'm not going to sip this and drive. Like, I'm going to slam this and go try to finish four more hours of driving this bandwagon. Like, we did, Matt, you and did a tour with this band, Silver Snakes, uh, on the West Coast, and they were like the biggest, super great band, but super coffee snobs. And it was mm-hmm. so, we were late to every show because they would want to go to like a fancy coffee place. Wow, and I'd the be tour like, get a And wait for yeah. it to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Down they had to, to drink at a certain temperature. Beaker. And I'd be like, there's a Starbucks over there. Do you want to just go there? And they'd be like, are you fucking serious? Oh. <laughs> I was like, sorry. No, seriously. Are you fucking yeah, serious? They would be so offended. <laughs> Yeah, I get the I get real shitty looks when I bring yeah. Starbucks back oh, on the man. bus. Yeah, or it's like I'll walk up with an iced vanilla latte, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, I interviewed them for this coffee thing that never came out." And I was like, "What do you guys think of Starbucks?" And they're like, "Good bathrooms." <laughs> that was it. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I've I've been so happy that Starbucks is all over the world. Oh, dude, God! As, I mean, I'll, given the choice, I'll take the local spot if they make good coffee. But the truth is, is like I remember when. Coffee sucked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like all yeah. you had like was like, especially like in New York, where you had deli coffee or fucking diner Those cups coffee. Cups with the cards on them. Yeah, it <laughs> looked great, but fucking tasted like ass. You know, yeah, just tasted like fucking muddy water. And that shit no. has not changed at delis. It is no. still that. They haven't, they haven't stepped up their game at all. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm all all for the Starbucks. Being able to get a decent cup. Well, yeah, everywhere. like in, you know. Like at Europe and like Australia and stuff, where they have like Australia's coffee game's amazing because they just have yeah. so much good coffee. But when but you're how there, do they not this, have the Wi-Fi down. What the fuck? <laughs> they do. They just don't tell you. What? I swear to God, no, because they do. Like, how do Australian kids on Twitter and Facebook like they do have Wi-Fi? There, I, don't know, I think they send those out like a month. But they in just advance. don't want anybody else to use it. It's weird. They charge you like thirty five dollars a day at a hotel, really, to yeah. use Wi Fi, and it's like it's the, the slowest, slowest shittiest Wi Fi. Yeah, and yeah. when you're on like a, a festival tour, you're at like eighty bands are all at the same Hilton hotel, right? And it's all Americans who are like all trying to get online at the same time, so it's not going to happen. You're better off going to like an internet cafe and sitting there with all the gamers, yeah, and doing that. But they now that they have Starbucks finally in in like Sydney and stuff. It's great. You're on a summer tour. Like you wake up and it's 102 degrees outside and you're walking outside. It's like the first thing you, I'm not really, I want a cold coffee. Yeah. And you can go like some of the local spots now have really gotten into cold press and doing all that. But for a little bit, it was just, you're getting a hot, like you're getting a latte or you're getting a cappuccino or a flat white or something. And it's going to be hot as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sucks to drink in the summertime sometimes. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, you get iced coffee. This is wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Starbucks. Especially, Finally. Especially when you need it because you're a fucking addict. <laughs> well, there used to be the people that walked around on Warp Tour back in like 2005 oh, yeah. who used to do uh, the yeah. ice coffee. Strike Anywhere did it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would have the ice coffee truck and they would just wheel it around and it was like every day, like clockwork, you could get a really delicious iced coffee. 
instead yeah. of having to drink hot coffee off the bus or, yeah. or, or Hanson somewhere. soda. Hanson soda. Oh, 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 I forgot oh. about you? the Hanson soda. <laughs> remember the crates of you yeah. that just sit in the we sun just talked all about day? It. We were talking about this the other day. Do you oh. remember that band Tree Fort? Uh-uh. They were on Warped Tour one year and they would... I talked about this. I just talked about this on the podcast, but they would pound Yoohoo and because it has so much milk and it would make you throw up. And every day <laughs> they would just chug like a bunch of free cans of Yoohoo and then throw up, put one of their members in a garbage can and they would all throw up Yoohoo on them. Oh, <laughs> and I would go, and I would, I was like 22 oh. and I did my first Warped Tour for AP. It was 2002. And I would go watch it every day. I'd be like, <laughs> I was with Aaron Wilson. I'd be like, I have to take a break. And I would like see the set times and I would go and I'd watch these guys like throw up on someone. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to get lunch now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But also, they also had, remember, they had the water in the cans. Oh, yeah. And it just had this weird like metallic y yeah. like. They were doing that yes. again. Where did they just do that again where they gave out water in cans? Oh, man. Is it like. <laughs> it's like, it seems to be like a festival thing. I don't. Yeah. It's like so that well, everybody. Vans made the water in the cans. Like, well, Monster did it, didn't they? Yeah, it was Monster. Was it Monster? It was yeah, Monster. So like, it would, oh, yeah. oh, that's right. It was and then Monster's once in a while, you think you're yeah. getting a water and it would be this yeah. like, sweet energy oh, yeah. drink. You'd be like, ugh. No. <laughs> oh, when they started <laughs> putting out. Away. When <laughs> Monster started making the, the energy coffee. Oh, God. Coffee, they, like, yeah. We were on that Lincoln Park diarrhea. tour. <laughs> yeah, the, the, we were on that, the, we were on the Project Revolution with Lincoln Park, and like the monster people gave us. I think Bob like liked it because he, he loved Red Bulls. So <laughs> he, much. Loved diarrhea so much. <laughs> <laughs> he loves diarrhea. He loves diarrhea. But he had him like drop off just cases. Like our whole bay was just full of these cases of monster coffee drinks. And at some point, you know, I think I'd probably drink. I'd at least tried every single flavor, just to be like one of them's got to be okay. Yeah, but it's just. Weird because it was like, oh, this is so gross. This is like, so extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd like jump it. a dirt bike yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> one minute sitting on a couch, pop the top of this can, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> just pounding Doritos and yeah. driving Doritos fucking dirt bikes, like wakeboarding yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Some kind of sick 180 yeah. back, back flippy. You got sunglasses on the back of your head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> listening to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. The, oh, the scanning. <laughs> After this, I gotta show you something really, really. Funny. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's the fun, you know. It's it's fun when we get to go on tour together, especially with like decibels now because there's no one there. <laughs> yeah, imagine this: me and James on a bus. That's it. <laughs> And Frank's our, our manager for Decibels, Paul, who's uh, from Belfast, who's got the best accent and the most amazing voice, and he's hilarious twenty four hours a day. Yeah. And he like we're sitting on this bus and there's no one on it; it's basically <laughs> empty. And it's like this is awesome. You can change you bunks, every run day. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, run back and forth. Can make a mess. No, I mean you know that's great. Yeah, that one kid that his parents didn't love him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That I've met on Twitter? No. <laughs> we had to do that once with a fan, where like a fan entered a contest and had to, and I was saying it was on Warp Tour. Oh, and she geez. had to come ride with us for like three that days. What? With Newfound? Three no, days? With Reggie. With Reggie? Yeah. Really? Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. I think my old manager, Alex. It's like it was a, something is this that, like a vice contest? <laughs> well, it was like, I mean, she had a blast and the weird thing of course she did oh it was only one day it was one we changed it to one day because it, it was a girl who was like 19 so <laughs> I, it was like <laughs> frank is I know. being very disapprovingly no i know dude but she had a really good time <laughs> um everybody was 
pretty okay with it. Like, and she was actually really cute, which made it even harder because it was like, oh, this is going to be so bad. At least it's going to ruin the band. And I remember having to sit down people in the band being like, all right, no funny business at all. No, that's like, like a challenge. No, oh, that was the thing. It was more of a challenge for the people in the band and crew. Yeah, look out like, for Steve Looker. Well, Steve was actually a gentleman. Yeah, I can see that. He was very, very nice. Everybody was super nice, and she was a lot of fun, and she ended up having a really good time. And I, at, when it was done, and she like left, it was like, oh, <laughs> and unclench, like everything. It's like, oh, thank God, because it's easily now, like, I mean, it seems like every year on, like, Warp Tour, there's a lawsuit. Totally. About someone's, you know, like... You ever see, like, those episodes of Looney Tunes where it's that big bulldog and he has to take care of this little kitten? Yeah. That's all I'm picturing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Warped was a hard tour to be on in the first place. Totally. Like, you really... I was talking to Fat Mike about this in uh, Denver because it was like, are you going to do Warped Tour next year? And he was like, no. And he was like, are you going to do it? And he was like, I don't know. I said I'd only do it if you do it. Just because, like, you've got to have people in our age bracket because I can't walk around with like 22 year olds I don't know how every time I die does it I don't either man they stick to themselves like there's enough of them there like they're in their own little camp their own Mm -hmm. little world because everything else you go out to is just like a didn't TBS do it last year or I think the year before year before but you gotta think like that's the kids that are going like I mean it is a it's it's amazing to do at least once as a musician. Oh yeah! It's like, but it is it will make or break you because of, even the bus driver we just had on the tour was talking about how Warp Tour like ruined his life. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a bus driver. Yeah, like, he was like, yo, my marriage fell apart. Yeah, his marriage fell like the bus company. Jesus, no one can prepare you for Warp Tour. It was like, what? Like you drive? Like you're? And he's like, no. Yeah, but he drove the Trojan bus. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So <laughs> the Trojan bus. Like, okay, like that's yeah, it. Like, there there's a Trojan bus on Warp Tour, and there's not going to be any trouble. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody's got condoms on. <laughs> there's no trouble. All right. Thank you to Despels for coming yeah, for by. Sure. That was good. That was really fun, man. Those yes. guys, I mean, they're both awesome. Yeah, they're great dudes. And it's a pretty easy podcast. Yes. And they have stuff to talk about, and they're interesting and fun. It's true. As you as you know, because you just heard it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed that podcast, uh, well, first of all, pick up the Despels record, Nothing Above, Nothing Below. It's out now. Uh Get Frank's new record from Frank Guerra and the Patients, Parachutes. Um, get uh, buy the Get Up Kids records or uh, Reggie and the Full Effect records to support James. And oh, and Frank and James were in this band called My Chemical Romance. You should check them out. <laughs> Very obscure band. Their album, The Black Parade, just celebrated its tenth anniversary. So it might be you, hard to find. If you can find this obscure <laughs> album by this very unknown band, you'll be really you'll be the coolest kid on your block. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell people about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you can find that, check out check out this band, My Chemical Romance. Um, they're they're pretty good. Uh, what else? If you want to support this podcast after you supported all these bands. You can do that too. Sure. Goingofftrack.com. Goingofftrack.com. You can donate money to us to pay for our server costs for this free podcast. You can also leave us a nice review on iTunes. You can tweet at us. You can send us cookies. You can hire Brad. You can (laughs) hire me. 
Yeah, really, dude. You're the one that's... Uh... <laughs> you can hire me to write something. Um, if you're interested in what I've been re- working on, you can follow me on Twitter. My name is Jonah. I usually post all my writing stuff there. I also have a website, jonahbear.com, that needs to be updated, but maybe I'll update it so that by the time this comes out, you can see all my fun stuff. And if you have, you know, he... Jonah obviously is a music journalist who reviews a lot of stuff. So if you have any new Christmas album compilations coming out, please send to Jonah Bear, 33 East 11th Street. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to hear your awesome cover of Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> I'm sure it's really great. It's just what I want to hear. <laughs> thanks for that, Brad. All right. Let's um, get out thanks of here. to Frank and James for coming <laughs> by. And we'll be back with more podcast fun next week. <laughs> <laughs>